For We Teach Me, this is the Masters Series, where industry professionals share their secrets to success. I'm Sadhu Shinamish from Written and Recorded. Search engine optimization, commonly known as SEO, it's the key that allows people searching the internet to be directed to your website. So if your site ranks better in search engines like Google, you'll be able to reach far more people. And far more people means far more potential customers. So how does this mysterious art work? Or is it a science? We've got an expert in SEO to share his tips and tricks on how to increase your website traffic. Hunter Boyle has over 20 years of digital marketing experience. Back in 1998, his first site optimization relaunch tripled traffic and doubled sales. But the founder of Optimization Copilot says you don't need to optimize every detail. You do not need to, either on the technical side or on the creative side, do every little single thing that you can come up with. This is one of the things that I find for startups, small teams, founders, often leads to analysis paralysis or, uh, let's say, choice overload. And I go, oh my god, I have this list of things that I need to do on my site now, and holy crap, I'll never get all that done, I'll just go do this instead, right? Let's get around that. We'll find out how to avoid analysis paralysis later. But first, Hunter channels Oprah and then Yoda to help you put together your SEO action plan. Thank you very much. So the thing about SEO is that it takes an awful lot. There's a quote by Arnold Palmer about golf being deceptively simple and infinitely uh, whatever the rest of the quote was. <laughs> and SEO is very much the same thing. I'm not gonna to go too deep. We're gonna be very broad, but it's gonna be very structural. And the idea is to give you something that can help you get super results. The process that I've been using here is one that I've used for a long time. And what we're gonna to do today is focus on a couple of the really key components that you can use for your own action plans with SEO. And by the end, you, sir, you get an action plan, you, ma'am. You get an action plan, and you know, everybody, we'll go do the rest here. I don't have the confetti. Alex, did you not, there's no confetti for? Um, before we do all that, I just want to take a really quick feel of the audience and find out what your number one SEO pain point is. Yes, sir. Keywords. Keywords. Everybody like keywords? Is keywords the number one pain point for anybody else? No. Everybody else has keywords figured out. Well, crap. All right. Okay. Well, Alex, I'm just going to cut it here. So are we going to open the... All right. What we're going to focus on with this plan for getting you into action is primarily the creative and also some of the technical. We're going to wrap it all up, put it all together. And then the idea is... What's the idea? You leave with an action plan. That's right. Cool. All right. What we really need to figure out with the creative side of SEO always comes back to one thing. How can we better align with our buyer journeys, right? We don't need to optimize our site for the people who aren't our ideal buyers or our people who come here mistakenly or looking for the wrong things, things that we don't have. We wanna serve our best buyers and our best customers the best that we can, and we need to figure out what our best options are for doing that and how we can use the creative side of our site and content to do that. 
So there are dozens of areas that we can focus on. You have content formats, so text, video, images, downloads, PDFs, etc., podcasts, those sorts of things. Content styles for different types of users who are visual or image-driven, for people who are text-driven or like to read a lot. Audio is another very important one. It's super important to not just see these as individual buckets in isolation, but to think about your users and your buyers and how they react to these different types of formats. If you have a very visual aesthetic format, if you're an e-commerce fashion site, you're gonna do a whole lot different SEO and content than a SaaS platform or a marketing tool or a download, right? This is why SEO isn't one size fits all. And what we think about when we think about the buyer journey is who our best customers are. And then we kind of match up the styles, formats, and formatting to meet those needs. Keywords, nobody has a problem with keywords. So we'll just skip over that one. Uh, I was going to talk about keyword ratios and page stuffing, combinations, research phrases, those sorts of things. But nobody needs that. Page titles, site links, descriptions. Everybody knows what site links are, right? When you do a search in Google and you get, whether it's a paid result or an organic result, you get the main result and then you get these, oh, maybe this is the About Us page, maybe this is the Shop page or that page. Those site links, those are things that you can control and need to control and do very well with testing and controlling. Descriptions, another part of that. Calls to action, value proposition is one of the biggest sticking points for just about any website. And this is one of the areas that most is defined by putting your buyers first. The voice, the offers, the urgency, we can go on and on and on. But if you are thinking about these things, again, not in isolation or not in buckets, but you are thinking about them in a way that makes sense for your users and for your site and the buyer journey, it will help you focus on which ones you really need to prioritize. And that's how we're gonna tie all this stuff up later. So stay tuned. How am I doing on speed? Good, am I going too fast? Okay, would you like an accent right now? Would that be cool? <laughs> you know what the cool thing about this is that you put a picture of this guy up and you put a little text there, you've already done the accent in your head. <laughs> I don't even need to do it. Become one with your buyers, you must. I did it anyway, there you go, there's a bonus. All right, quantitative. Here's what we're trying to do when we're becoming one with our buyers. We want to take the quantitative side and the qualitative side, all right? So the quantitative side often comes from Google Analytics, right? Google Search Console, a bunch of different other tools, DeepCrawl, SEMrush, et cetera, et cetera. But the areas that you can focus on and prioritize, channel comparisons. We're talking about SEO here specifically, but what may work in social or may work in direct or if you're doing paid search or email, what happens in those channels can also have very important crossover with your organic channels. So try not to look at them in isolation. Look at how they may interact with each other with your core buyers as the goal. Keyword tools, again, don't need to worry about that. <laughs> Site search analytics. Let me tell you something. I was on a call today with a client and this is something that you're really going to want to know. There are about 3.6% of their site users. This is an e-commerce fashion site. Super well-known, doing great business. 3.6% of site users use the site search. 
how much revenue do you think those 3.6% of users account for? 14%. 14% of revenue, 14.6% of transactions from 3.6% of the site users. Now, this is where the buyer journey comes into play. The people who are using the site search, they're hunters. They're not browsers, they're not gatherers. They know exactly what they want, they're going for it. If they're not seeing it on the homepage immediately, and the site that I'm talking about doesn't even, you, you have to almost look for the search function for that site. So these people are really way along the line in buyer intent. They want to shop, they know they want to buy it, they want to do that. This is important stuff. The kinds of insights you can get from looking at your site search analytics, both on-site search and in Google Search Console, formerly known as Webmaster Tools, that helps a little bit with keyword tools that you know, are harder to find in other ways now. These can be gold. Heat maps and click maps, and then how many of you guys are familiar with the Net Promoter Score, NPS? Net Promoter Score is just basically a response to a question from one to 10, would you recommend us to a friend? You can look it up, there's more to it, but it's a really cool indicator and trend line of how you're doing with your customers, how you're serving your audience, and it's great to keep track of for a quantitative focus. Qualitative, now, this is where we get into more of the front end and more of the things that can directly give us buyer voice, okay? So session recordings, polls and surveys, social media, post responses, engagement levels, those sorts of things. Uh, are any of you guys familiar with a tool called Hotjar? For those of you who aren't, go look it up. It's a free tool, it's basic level. It's gonna be one of the greatest things you ever installed on your site. Puts a snippet on there. You can watch session recordings, you can do polls, surveys, you can do amazing things. I would highly suggest upgrading uh, and getting more functionality out of it, but even at a basic level, it will give you insights into how people are using your site and take a lot of the guesswork out of your hands in trying to figure out what you should do about this page, that page, this process, that kind of stuff. Ratings and reviews, e-commerce, again, is going to have a very different outlook on this than a SaaS product. Testimonials come into play depending on what your market, what your products, your customers are. Customer service, inquiries, orders, it's not just the requests that you get from people, whether it's through email or whether it's through something like intercom or drift or live chat on your site. The language that people are using is one of your best guides for keyword research because those are the actual words that your customers are using when they communicate with you, right? Frequently asked questions pages should be developed from this. There are a whole lot of things that you can get from the qualitative side that you can't get from the big data and the big number side in analytics, but you need to use both. And one thing that that always comes down to is five-star service. No matter what you're doing with any of the stuff that we've talked about before, with the qualitative or the quantitative, the best thing that you can do for your SEO, and it's not a direct one-to-one, -one, but let me tell you, it's going to have a huge impact and a growing impact, is deliver five-star service. Everything that you sort of see Google going towards now in both paid search and organic search, you know, there's little local ads. So if you have a local business, you've got that little panel on the right. Reviews, ratings, right? People are looking for that stuff. Facebook reviews, social proof, Google ratings, those sorts of things. You can have the best optimized site on the planet. If you are sending out junk products or you're screwing up in fulfillment, and your customer service is garbage, how many people are gonna come back and become repeat buyers? None. How many people are gonna give positive reviews? Very few. You'll get a lot of negative reviews. 
your best long-term focus for SEO indirectly is making your service stuff that people want to rave about, tell their friends about, come back and buy from you again, or if it's a long-term sales process, be your customer for a very long time. Technical side. Uh, this is where a lot of the quick wins can be found. So just to sort of give you a similar top line overview to the creative side. Site efficiencies, load speed, HTTPS, right? Site security and how that impacts your search visibility right now. You probably heard about the Google switch a couple months ago with HTTPS sites being up, non-secure sites going down. Uh, site structure, URLs and subdirectories, the sitemaps, the redirects. What you really need to understand is not so much that you need to get down and dirty in the technical side, but that you just need to do it. Because if you can get some of these things taken care of and taken care of quickly, if you need a developer, if it's someone else on your team, if it's some help from another source, whatever you got to do to get the technical side fixed up, this is one area that you want to put at the top of your list. The creative side generally takes a little bit longer. It's more fun, so you have a little bit more fun with it. It goes through different revisions. Getting your site load speeds up to par, getting some of the sitemaps where they ought to be, fixing broken links, redirects, all that sort of stuff. It can take a matter of hours with a very talented developer or with a very talented staff member, team member, somebody who lives for that kind of thing. If that's not your idea of fun, get somebody else to do it. Don't put it off and be like, oh, I need to do this. Get it done. The tools here, again, Analytics and Search Console are sort of the basics for finding some of the technical opportunities. SEMrush, SEOquake, Deepcrawler, a couple of others that we talked about. Each of them have kind of a free level version. That's why I include them. There are dozens more tools out there. Um, these ones I use and recommend, and they're very easy for small businesses and startups because they all have a free level or a very affordable level, and they can help even the non-tech-centric person at least figure out what needs to be fixed so that they can pass that off to someone technical who can do the work. Are you keeping up? Hunter gave us a lot of SEO info to digest there. And he's about to reveal his prioritized SEO action plan for you right after this. The Masters Series is We Teach Me's weekly creative program which connects you with industry experts. As Australia's biggest school, We Teach Me brings teachers and learners together with courses that range from permaculture and sewing to language and IT skills. We Teach Me helps you follow your passion. Find classes near you at weteachme.com. This podcast was made possible by Written and Recorded, a content creation agency. Specialising in copywriting and audio production, Written and Recorded will make sure your story is heard. From blogs to podcasts, social media to feature articles, Written and Recorded create effective content that will help your business reach and engage with more people. You'll find them at writtenandrecorded.com. And now, back to the SEO secret Oz. And it's the biggest awe of them all, the prioritized SEO action plan. Over to you, Hunter. All right, let's tie it all together here. Here's the important parts. You do not need to, either on the technical side or on the creative side, do every little single thing that you can come up with 
This is one of the things that I find for startups, small teams, founders, often leads to analysis paralysis or uh, let's say choice overload. And I go, oh my God, I have this list of things that I need to do on my site now. And holy crap, I'll never get all that done. I'll just go do this instead, right? Let's get around that. How many of you are familiar with the ICE prioritization framework? So ICE has a couple of flavors or variations. This one is from my buddy Sean Ellis of Growth Hackers. Impact, confidence, and ease is one popular way to think about it. Another variation is impact, cost, and effort. But in general, this is used to help you get your roadmap and your action plan in place with the biggest priorities offset by the amount of effort that they're going to take. So you're not spinning your wheels for days at a time and weeks at a time. You're able to kind of rate what you are going to do first, second, third, fourth, based on the potential impact that you believe it will have, the confidence or the objective level setting that you think you can achieve with that potential impact, as well as the ease slash effort. Now, the number one priority is always going to be your profits, okay? One quick story on this, running some email tests for Catch about a year and a half ago, we actually did a series of A-B tests with the Club Catch email list, sort of your VIP subscribers and people with a higher average order of value. One of the things that I tested was not just subject lines or copy or content, those sorts of things, but I tested a different lineup in the email by profitability, okay, and margins. Not just revenue, we have been sort of using a revenue model for this and that, and the email does pretty well in general. Now, here's a fun fact. You can get an email and do an A-B test split, and you can have almost exactly the same open rate, and you can have almost exactly the same click-through rate, and you can have one email with those same stats perform 12% better in terms of profitability per items sold in that email, right? This is where coming into the analytics side of things, looking beyond conversion rate, looking beyond average order value, looking beyond clicks. If you start looking at things like profitability, you can turn small changes into very big impactful wins. Now, being realistic about your capacity and your limits. Small teams, mid-sized teams, whatever you do, when you are putting your action plan together, mapping out your priorities and using your ICE scores, thinking about that costs and that effort or ease number, this is where you really need to be legitimately upfront with yourself and say, is this something that I need to spend my time doing? If you haven't figured out your day rate or your hourly rate or haven't thought about how much time it's gonna take you to do something with meta tags or something with doing your JavaScripts, right? Or figuring out your CSS and making the site faster, doing redirects, that sort of thing, be honest with yourself. If the creative stuff is the part where you wanna focus on, then that's good. Make your action plan focused on that and save the fun stuff. What generally tends to happen is we do a little short, medium, and long term based on those kind of prioritized segments. Uh, so weeks one and two, because we can often do a couple of tech quick wins and fixes, some may be us, some may be a dev, that sort of thing. Buyer journey tool setup, setting up Hotjar, looking at some of those other tools to get that qualitative research. Uh, a welcome email that asks people for feedback or an order confirmation message that has an MPS score, those sorts of things. Get those set up now, start collecting that so that you can revisit that in weeks three to 12 and beyond. 
and the analytics and benchmarking. First thing you need to do when you start anything is take a snapshot of where you are now, what your numbers are, use Google annotations, make sure that you're keeping track of the changes that you're doing so you will know what had this impact, what had that impact, what we did that worked, what we tried that did not. Cool? Priority content repairs, the things that you discover that are really mucking things up, uh, those go into the first couple of weeks so that you can triage and get those out of the way. And then you start to clear yourself and get ready for weeks three to 12, right? End of the first month, next month or so. Keyword research, a lot of you guys are already just taking that off. <laughs> Buyer session reviews, right? Once you've set up your hot jar and you can review some of your site visits and see what people are actually doing. Content revision and production, things beyond just titles, descriptions, page content, the kinds of things that will really move the needle. Ebooks, PDFs, downloads, other sorts of things, other kinds of larger content projects, whether that's a revision or producing entirely new ones based on what you've learned. Design revisions, these are obviously things that take a little bit more time in some instances in some of the content and copy. And then weeks 12 and beyond and on a quarterly basis, right? This is where you start to map out while you're doing all this at the front end, you start to map out when you're gonna plug in your major design or development projects. If you need to do new landing pages or a new site design or whatever you're trying to do on the technical side that may take a few weeks, make sure that you're running these in a cyclical fashion. Surveys, MPS cycles are a good place to start. Every 90 days is sort of a good reminder or some businesses uh, six months to get that MPS score from users. And then reviewing and analyzing progress and making this a cyclical process so that you can not just continue learning, but you can continue building on what it is that you know is working and try to do less of what isn't working. That's what a prioritized action plan looks like. So look, that's a lot. Like I said, I know this usually takes about a half day as we get more and more into detail, not just with SEO, but different channels as well, social, cross-channel, as well as on-site conversion rate optimization. But the three immediate action steps that you can sort of take now that you have a big picture overview of the process and how that's involved, one, finding and fixing those critical technical SEO issues and the test my site Google URL. It's a good starting point. Deep crawl. Uh, there are other ones that can give you other overviews on technical SEO. SEM Rush is another one, and you'll still do it even at the free level. So those are a great place to start. Implementing your buyer journey and insight tools. Remember, these are a couple of the keys from that first week one and two. These are usually the initial steps to get you right out of the blocks. And then three, if you need help, whether it's the technical, whether it's the design, whether it's the copy, like whatever it is, just find it, right? Try to get out of your own way if you are trying to do all the things. Finding that help and turning this into a system so that it's not a one-off deal, so that a year from now you're not coming to the next We Teach Me session on SEO going, oh yeah, I heard about that then and I wanted to do it and then I got this and then, you know, oh, squirrel, oh, yeah. But those three you can do so that you can get some mega gains and that is where I'll leave it. Thank you. So my key takeaway from Hunter Boyle, you can have the best optimized site on the planet, but if you're sending out junk, you won't get any repeat customers.
Thanks for that tip, Hunter. And now you can combine these SEO secrets with all the killer content tips from our last podcast. The internet is truly your oyster. Next time, we'll tell you how to turn your passion into your business. While your passion may fuel you to start your own venture, you need more than that to sustain your business and keep it going and going. We'll point you in the right direction. Until then, I'm Seth Nishenanish from Written and Recorded, and for We Teach Me, this is the Master Series. Would you like an accent right now? Would that be good? <laughs>